Winnaker Weekly is a three-episode-in anime discussion podcast where two brothers discuss a show of their choice. The show can be anything from a current season flop to a decades-old classic. What are they going to talk about next? Who knows? They sure don't. I'm Andrew. I'm Lee. And this is Whitaker Weekly. Welcome to season three, you guys. We've gone ahead and kind of changed our format up. Um, it was kind of getting crazy for both of our schedules to try to meet at the same place every week. Uh, so we decided to go ahead and try to use the miracle of the internet to record uh, both of us from our respective locations at the same time. And uh, hopefully this translates well to video for you guys. Uh, anyway, um, we're super excited to be back. We had a good month off, got had some nice uh, resting and getting caught up on some shows we've been wanting to uh, to watch. And uh, yeah, I, what'd you do over the break? Oh, um, well, I finished a book cover for a prominent self-published author in our area. Yeah, that's kind of exciting, though that, that author is not ready to reveal the book cover yet because that author is still working on things. Oh, of course. But when it's ready, the the, the work got done. And that's the work what's got important. done. Yes, yes. Very true. The work got done. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Um, e threes this weekend. I'm super excited for it. There's already been a couple of leaks. Um, no, uh, there look. There's looking like we might get a Fable Four announcement, uh, wow. which could be cool. But at the same time, uh, Peter Peter Molyneux, the guy who headed up the Linehead Studios that made Fable, he's no like. He left the company, and now the company no longer exists. Um, and I'm kind of worried that it just won't feel like a Fable game without him uh, in charge, you know, without him there. Sure, that can be a concern. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, uh, oof. Anyways, it's been it's been a fun month. Uh, we're excited to be back. No, no real, no real articles we kind of uh, that we found or anything like that. Um, Summer animes just around the corner. Uh, a lot of cool shows coming out we're really excited for. Like the new season of Don Machi. I think that's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, we've got a, very, um, a certain scientific accelerator. Um, and a whole lot of other shows that we're really excited about. Um, Fantastic. So this is going to be great. And uh, yeah, so that's that, I guess. So let's go ahead and just get right into, uh, get right into the three episodes in. Fantastic. Now, it's been a month since uh, we last recorded, but we kept track of what, what show it is you wanted to uh, to watch, and why don't you go ahead and yeah. tell us what it was? Yeah. Um, I wanted to go ahead and have us watch the first three episodes of Domestic Girlfriend. Uh, let me go ahead and just read uh, the synopsis here. The synopsis is taken from Crunchyroll. Natsuo is a high schooler experiencing the crushing despair of unrequited love towards his teacher, Hina. In an attempt to lift his spirits, he attends a mixer where he meets a girl named Rui. The two sleep together, expecting never to see one another again, but fate has other plans. His life suddenly becomes more complicated when his father comes home and announces he has remarried a woman with two daughters whom Natsuo has met before, Hina and Rui. Yep. That, um, the first time I heard about this, now I'd seen it come up in my, uh, 
in my feed before uh, with, when browsing through uh, Verb mm -hmm. and uh, their content. Um, and I have tried watching it before, mm -hmm. but I can tell you right now that the first, the opening scenes are sh are shots that I can't watch while my children could pass through the room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So I was a bit weary about doing this. Yeah. Uh, particular show, but mm -hmm. turns out it was just one of those, you know opening scene teasers that tries to get a very specific audience attention that yeah, doesn't um, have a lot of repeated uh, instances. Yet. It doesn't yet. Um, so far, I want to say, like, I saw some people talking about it online and things like that after we had announced we were going to watch it and stuff. Um, and uh, the people online made it sound a lot raunchier than it actually turned out to be, so I became really worried, but decided, you know what, let's just go ahead and give it a try. Because, you know, I've seen some people make comments online about shows or like disparaging shows that I absolutely ended up adoring. Like, you know, um, the rising of the shield hero and shield goblin hero. slayer and stuff like that. Um, I still need to watch goblin slayer. I haven't started on that one yet. I haven't watched goblin slayer. But I'm, I'm, I'm up to date on shield here. I watched today's episode. Make sure that you do not watch the first episode around your kids. Of course. Okay. And don't read the manga. Well, the manga is great. I'm not saying that you shouldn't read it. I'm just saying that the manga is far more graphic than the anime. Okay. Uh, there's this one scene in the um, in the in the anime um, where goblins are attacking a town, and in order to defend themselves from archers, they have taken kidnap kidnapped women and tied them to um, oh, what are those called? They're there are siege weapons that soldiers would move behind to protect them, like wooden, kind of mobile wooden walls, and they'd walk behind those to protect yes. themselves from arrows. Yes. Um, they tied uh, naked, uh, kidnapped women to those. Uh -huh. And in the anime, it's shown, it still shows them, but it's shown kind of tastefully. Most of the woman's in shadow. You see kind of their leg and stuff like that. It's more implied what's there. Um, it's in, a bit the more manga, in the manga, they in the manga, they just flat out show you that it's women tied to these things. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, speaking about, since we're on the subject of it, uh, since we're on the subject of it, Doug brought up an interesting thing today. He said that um, he thinks that it's an interesting allegory for a battle against rape culture. Um, and uh, I don't want to go into too much about what he talked about um, since we try to keep this kind of family friendly. Sure. But um, he pointed out how all the people who support him, who really support him, are women. There's a couple of guys that help him out as well. Mm -hmm. And one of the lines in the show is, oh, Goblin Slayer, are you still killing goblins? And all the women are like, of course he is, you know. And uh, you could replace that, oh, are you still killing rapists? Because that's mm -hmm. what goblins are. Yes. And the women are like, of course he is. So, and all the women who support him are, you know, well, anyways, I don't want to get too much into it. Okay. It's a great show. I adore it. The manga is great too. Um, it's just, uh, it's not for those who are of a more sensitive nature. Sure. So, but anyway, let's go ahead and get out of, stop talking about Goblin Slayer and let's go ahead and go into Domestic Girlfriend. Right. Now, one of the people who um, whose opinion I respect uh, that I heard about this show on from online was uh, Gigek from Anime Zone. Um, 
and he calls this a dumpster fire you cannot look away from. And it's I'll be very honest, much when I was a soap opera it, anime. Yes, it's a soap opera. It's exactly it's what that opera. is. I remember mm-hmm. I was kind of having flashbacks to days when I was sick in elementary school and I'd watch soap operas with our mom. Oh, geez, yeah. Ugh. And just the, the drama that people would create for each other by cho- by willfully and deliberately choosing to make bad decisions. Yeah, yeah. That's and what that's this exactly show is. Mm-hmm. This show is people are making bad decisions. I think it's mostly one person's making bad decisions and the rest of them are suffering because of her. Mm. Uh, like, we're talking about a, a couple of 16-year-olds. They're not going to be making good decisions anyway. But the sure. one who's really making the worst decisions is the adult. So, oh, yeah. anyway, that's what I've seen so far. I mean, yeah, the two kids don't make a great decision in the first right. episode, but that's what we're going to talk about. Okay, um, so first episode starts off with, uh, we see the, uh, the girl who ends up being Rui and Natsuo oh. in bed together. Um, and I'm just want to, re- I just want to say this real fast, like, and they, oh. they go their separate ways, like right away. We see them afterwards. We don't see the, we don't see the event. We see the aftermath kind of, yeah. and the very next shot is, and that first made me think, oh man, this is going to be a dr- this is just going to be a depressing drama, just kind of setting the tone for the show. Uh-huh. And the show circumvented that expectation by having Natsuo knock on the door of his best friend's apartment. Uh-huh. His best friend opens the door, and Natsuo's best friend tackles him into the floor, just dives into him, like that scene think- from um, from uh, Beyond the Boundary. Beyond the Boundary. Mm-hmm. My favorite, Where, is, I think it's my favorite Facebook gif, is friend yeah, it's runs to hug, friend, best friend. Two girls hug each other, best friend, and the uh, the boy just dives and tackles him. Just tackle hug. So yeah, yeah. the best friend hug. Uh, and that made me laugh pretty hard. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, something I noticed, and I didn't write it down until the second episode, but that the opening credits, the opening mm-hmm. credits song is performed with such passion mm-hmm. and such energy that it's, it's really addictive to listen to. I'm going to have to double check because I, the, this voice actress or not the voice actress, the singer, the lead singer uh-huh. um, sounded extremely familiar to me. And I think she might be one of the people who performed for the original full metal alchemist openings. Oh, and wow. closings. Um, I'll have to double check that though. Okay. So, but she had the exact same voice, the exact same style of singing. Um, but anyways, yeah. I, I, I like the visuals that they actually, they put the piano in the rain. Mm-hmm. It, oh, it it, they they cool. turned it into a music video. It's a music video. The opening credits is a music video of the show. Mm-hmm. With, um, with how, how it's put together stylistically and then just mm-hmm. passionate, you know, banging on the piano with, mm-hmm. uh, to mm-hmm. emphasize certain very well put together song. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, yeah, no, it was great. I loved it. I loved it. Um, so kind of uh, uh, moving along. Um... Yeah, so um, so the story is basically pretty much well set up in the first episode. We have yeah. our main character, and, and we've already t- covered it in the synopsis, and it's accurate. Main uh-huh. character makes a, likes one girl, sleeps with another girl, 
thinks life is going to go on, and suddenly the girl he likes and the girl he slept with happen to be sisters and are moving in with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, how soap opera is that? Um, but anyway, uh, one of the things that I wrote down, um, yeah, the, the reason he ends up sleeping with her is because he th th is because his friends tease him about having an unrequited love, yes. not realizing that he's in love with their teacher, um, or at least one of the school's teachers, um, who's a very, very kind person from everything that we've seen about her so far. She's just, that's the, that's the face that she wears when she's a teacher. Right. Um, but anyway, one of the things that I wrote down is just how excitable his dad is. Um, because yes. after he comes home from school one day and he just kind of wants to plot his, uh, we, throughout the first episode, we see, we hear the dad on the phone a couple of times and the son comes home this day, uh, not so comes home this day and he says, dad, you're on the phone again. And his dad's kind of blushing and he says, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, and it says, looks like he wants to say something else, but not so just kind of goes off to his room and kind of collapses. Um, and uh, he, uh, and uh, the reason he collapses is because he sees the teacher crying about something, and he asks her to uh, confide in him, and she says, "No, your yeah, child, adults need to take care of adult things." Yeah, apparently he's writing a novel. He's writing a story, and he doesn't want yeah, his teacher. He, he, he promised his teacher would be the first one to read it, but doesn't want anybody seeing it until it's finished. And so he'll go up onto the roof to have some alone time to, as he's writing it. Mm -hmm. And she'll be up there when she's having a bad day and, mm -hmm. and they run into each other under those circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. So, a lot and of so the, he sees her up there crying. A lot of flags. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, he, uh, his dad knocks on the door and, and uh, says, Hey, there's something I want to talk to you about. Uh, son, and then the son's like, yeah, sure, what is it, dad? Uh, son, I'm thinking about getting remarried. Uh, what do you think about that? And he says, dad, that's great. Mom's been dead for 10 years. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to have someone in your life. And he's like, great, because she's coming over here in just a couple minutes. And ding dong. Ding dong. And then he, uh. He's like, what, now? Uh-huh. You wouldn't have told me this sooner? And his dad is just now. like giddy, like a little boy grabs his son by the hand and just rushes down the door. I just, you couldn't help but feel the dad's enthusiasm for introducing this woman to his son. And uh, he sees this a fairly attractive looking woman on the other side of the, their apartment door. Um, and uh, she says, uh, oh, hello, nice to meet you. Um, and then she, she says, now come over here, girls. It's time, I want, it's time, you should introduce yourselves. And Natsu looks outside, and he sees the two girls. He sees, um, he sees the teacher um, Hina, yep. and then Mui. And the thing is with Mui, uh, she said, "If we ever see each other again, we need to be, we need to act like strangers." Rui, yeah. Rui, my bad. Rui, Rui, yeah. Rui said, uh, "Yeah, we. If we ever see each other again, this never happened. Um, uh -huh. We need to act like strangers." Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. Well, and then all three of them are wide-eyed looking at each other because the teacher had no idea that her mother was marrying the father of mm -hmm. one of her students. Mm -hmm. And he had no idea these two were sisters. And Rui had no idea she'd ever see this person again, ever, because they both traveled mm -hmm. very, a very long distance to get to the mixer that they met at. And so they figured they'd stay strangers for life. Mm-hmm. 
And so all three of them are wide-eyed, wondering what's going on, and yeah. Masuo faints. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, something that was funny that happened, though, earlier on in the episode. Yep. Just he faints, around, was, and they take care well, of... We, we, back back to the scene where he's you know friend hugging is uh-huh. what he, confi- he confides in his best friend that he had just lost his virginity in that encounter it, was, it just sort of happened you are the kind of person I hate the most <laughs> yeah 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 he does his what do you mean it just sort of happened you're the first per- you're the sort of person that I absolutely hate the most um, anyway, uh, so they end up having dinner together, um, and they they have a great time, uh, regardless of how awkward Natsuo is feeling. Um, and uh, afterwards, the dad's like, "So you're okay with me getting married?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm fine. Good because I just barely bought us. A, I just barely bought us a house. We're moving in a week. <laughs> We're moving in a week. What? Dad, no, come on." And they move, then that's when they start their lives together. That's when they start their lives together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Anyways, we should probably just go down the list of stuff just because. uh, Yes. It's it's, so. Yeah. So the episodes are packed with little scenes of social awkwardness as, you know, it's, it, it kind of has a bit of a Brady Bunch feel where, a family that was just girls and a family that was just boys for so long finally intermingle and suddenly there's sexual tension in the house because there are now rules that you have to follow that you don't if it's you know a unisex or a single sex environment mm-hmm. like uh Hina stepping out of the shower yeah she stepped out of the shower used so to being around like, just girls uh-huh yeah. things like that things like things like that tend to happen um, and then Rui decides to transfer to, oh, so Rui is in the, uh, socially inconsiderate category. She was assigned the job of waking up Natsuo. And so she goes to oh, his door gosh. and says, wake up and walks away. Doesn't he didn't even, think anybody had. He didn't think anybody had been had tried to wake him up. He wakes up. No, and he's he, running late for he's school. Up, he's late. He he can't. His naturally curly hair is messy, and he doesn't have the wave. So people keep teasing him about his bedhead, but mm-hmm. then, and then he finds out later that this is why he was late because she was. Yeah, well, he then learns that she transferred to uh, Rui has transferred yeah. to his school because she didn't want to. She didn't want to commute to school. Yeah. To, um. So to she transferred long, to that so. one. And she's struggling making friends. In her, well, she doesn't yes. think she is, but it's pretty obvious that she's struggling making friends. So yes, he decides to help her. the first thing that I wrote. Yeah, we both wrote this down. We, 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 we watched this independently. Mm-hmm. We obfuscated our lists as we're filling this out. And we mm-hmm. both wrote this down. Yep. And so, so, she's, so she's telling them about... And so the first time he sees her, she's surrounded by about a half dozen girls who are trying to open up to her and become friends with her. Mm-hmm. And he, he goes to talk to her and finds out that, you know, moment after moment, the crowd started getting smaller and smaller. And mm-hmm. she's just, and now she's kind of just left alone and people aren't talking to her anymore. And 
so he he starts inquiring about what's going on and why and mm-hmm. what the problem is. And so she tells him about every interaction that they're having. It's like, are you trying to pick a fight with these people? You are trying to pick a fight with these people. What is with the words you're choosing to use? Yep. And she doesn't see anything wrong with the words she's using. Um, but And then he's like, okay, look, I'm going to go ahead and help you practice so you can be, be better at making friends. And this is happening in the middle of their classroom during of her classroom during lunch break. They're not they're not in the same class. The show's not that cliche. Um, but uh, they are. Uh, but she's down the hall from him. But she's down the hall from him. They're in the same grade. Um, but she. Uh, so he starts pretending to be a girl, and she's like, "Why are you pretending to be my older sister?" <laughs> because <laughs> that's exactly who he starts channeling. Um, uh-huh. But she. Uh, uh, but th- this conversation just degrades into him freaking out and her calmly retorting things like, okay, great. You've used my time now. Give me a hundred thousand dollars. Wait, what? Your oh, time yes. is that expensive? It's like, why are you talking to me? Like, like yeah, the, the exchange goes something along the lines of, uh, of you should be acting more polite like this. Why? I don't want to talk like I'm some kind of host at a, uh, at a hostess bar. It's like, You'd make a terrible host at a hostess bar if you're going to talk like this. Well, you use my time. That's a hundred thousand yen. I'm not paying for something this for service that awful. And it just and escalates entire, like that. And it just escalates. And he keeps freaking out, and she's just you know calm, perfectly calm. And he uh, and then the class starts laughing and starts saying, "Oh, Rui, this is such a great comedy act. I mean, we didn't realize you were so funny. I guess uh, I guess you're not such a you know." Uh, such a stick in the mud after all and then she responds and was like oh i guess she still has that side of her <laughs> so but, but, uh, but now everybody realizes that this is just a personality quirk they've seen her be in they've seen her be um sociable with somebody and so the rest of the class is willing to give her another chance to become friends with them yeah because mm-hmm. i think the last thing she said to them was that she thinks social media was a complete waste of time and only idiots use it mm-hmm and that's the last thing anybody ever spoke to her about. Yep, 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 yep. Because the rest of them are all social media users. Yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway, um, so that happened. I think that was episode two that happened in. Yes, that was the middle of episode two. Uh, most of my notes ended up being in episode three because I realized I had forgotten to be taking notes as I was doing, watching these. <laughs> <laughs> or just sitting yeah. down and trying to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I, I want to say that I did enjoy it. I think uh, Gigix's Gig, Gig, blah, 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 blah. His accession. Assessment. Assessment, thank you. Gigix's Gig, assessment of the show is spot on. <laughs> it's pretty much a dumpster fire you can't w- turn away from. Right. And things just go from bad to worse. But the thing is, there's also the comedy in it to give it kind of that lighthearted feel. You know, well, it was it was not not really really a lighthearted feel, but there's comedy in it to give you a release from the drama. Yes. So, yes, it's it's a high drama mm -hmm. um, littered with comedy, kind of the same way Empire Strikes Back was a very depressing movie if it didn't have all those funny scenes in it. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, But anyway, um, so in episode two, uh, we see Natsuo go to his friend's work. Um, his friend works at a cafe. Yes. And he's talking with him afterwards because he's he's telling his friend, this is the friend who he, he best friend tackled. Yes. Um, he, uh, 
he goes to this cafe and he's sorry motorcycle um don't worry about it nobody can hear it um i don't know maybe i well i couldn't hear it so it's okay. not getting picked up by the microphone well good um, anyways, uh, he goes to this cafe and he waits for his friend to get off work and the two of them chat and stuff. And he's talking about uh, girl problems and things like that. And he says, I thought you moved on from from our teacher because it's an unrequited love. Um, and uh, he see like. Uh, th- throughout this, uh, these couple of episodes, he also sees his he also sees Ahina, the, the older woman, he, the teacher he's in love with. He sees her doing something and ref- like. She's refusing to open up and tell him what's going on, uh, even though he wants to be a support for her. Um, Oh, so, oh, I forgot. Uh, He almost confesses to her in the first episode, even Uh though he knows he doesn't have a chance, but he's interrupted by a phone call. So before he even has a chance to, uh, to confess, she, um, (laughs) you know, she ends up being his sister. Um, Oh, that's right. That's how episode one ends. Episode ends with episode one ends with him trying to kiss her while she's drunk, passed out on the couch, and Rui walking into the room. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's how episode episode two starts with Rui coming into the room, wearing her slippers, slipping one of the slippers off, and using her knee to launch her sister face first off of the couch. And not so. It's just like, wait, shouldn't we be more gentle? She's like, nah. I do this all the time. Just grabs her by the arm and drags and her. drags her, and she's like, "Nah, let me sleep." Um, but anyways, um, so he's talking to he's talking to his friend about the issues that he's that's going on, and he tells his friend to sh- and uh, the friend tells Natsu to shut up because of his like he's he's living up this harem lifestyle that he's super jealous of, and he tells him like, "Besides, I know what you mean about unrequited love." He's like, "What are you talking about?" And he lists all these girls. That come in. He talks about a woman who comes in and she's ups- and is having an affair. Um, mm-hmm. She talks about, um, or he talks about two other women as well. I can't remember what their what their uh, situations were. Uh, um, one of them was a wife dealing with an abusive husband. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I don't remember the middle one, but the last that okay. was the last one. Well, um, anyway, he has a. Uh, they so, start so he, playing around, and he starts pretending to be the woman in this affair, or the man in this affair, and the friend starts pretending to be the woman, and they start <laughs> saying all these super dramatic lines. Yeah, and so then, th- th- there is an uh, there is a non-ambiguously gay owner of this uh, mm-hmm. establishment who goes by the Marie. name Marie. Mm-hmm. Wants to be called Marie, um, who tries to inject himself into their advice into their situation and he keeps giving very very bad advice and they keep ignoring him they keep ignoring him but when they start playing out and acting out and this is something we both wrote down as well i believe it is it was so good they start acting out the scene where uh like not so first says i want to leave you for my wife or i want to leave my wife for you but it's not that simple it's going to take some time and uh the friend says something else like blah, blah, blah. The friend says like, uh, that's what you always say. Why can't we go ahead and just move forward with this? Um, and then that's when Marie steps in. Marie has put a pink wig on and starts pretending to be the guy, Natsuo, who's, you know, pretending to be He's pretending the man to be the spouse of the man who's cheating on her. And she's, Marie comes in, puts on a pink wig and pretends to be the spouse. And so they have this 
huge fake argument where Natsu's just like, ladies, ladies, please don't fight over me. I, I, th so this is twice now. This is both of the scenes that we wrote down are basically um, sketches inside the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or just, just huh. moments where these, I hope this is a running theme. Because it, it, it had this whole, you know, whose line is it anyway kind of feel to it, where there's this impromptu people pretending to be other things yeah, and wigs yeah. like we got involved mm -hmm. and and other people looking on and smiling. Yeah, there's a woman there. The, the, one, the one girl on staff. Just is smiling about the entire situation. Um, but they uh <clears throat> but they leave the cafe that night and yes. they see and uh the um the best friend. And the best friend says, oh, hey, look, there's that beauty who's having an affair. And Natsu looks, and uh, he sees that it is Hina. It's his teacher. His teacher is who's having his sister. Who's now his sister is the woman having the affair with the married man. Um, and he's crushed. That night he goes home, and, um, well, the friend didn't know it, but now the friend does know because he tells the friend. Yes. Um, but, uh, he then goes home that night and he's going to, uh, he resolves he, himself to, to talk to her, to her and, yeah, and to, to talk her down from having this bad relationship mm -hmm. and possibly confess to her. Mm -hmm. And he knocks on her door. She lets him in, uh, chat. She starts chatting with him about some stuff and he just immediately asks, are you having an affair? And she's like, wait, what, what are you talking about? Of course, like, that's crazy. What do you, and then he says the the same line that he used in the acting bit, um, in the who's line bit, um, yeah. because his friend said, yeah, 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 the guy actually said that. Ah, oh, that's so cliche. I thought people only said that in dramas. I thought people only said that in movies. Yeah, and dramas are fun stuff like that. Anyway, he, uh, she then admits to it and says, yeah, so what? Mm-hmm. And uh, he he tries to talk her out of it, and she's like, "No, this is an adult thing. This is the world of adults that children shouldn't step into." And then he kisses her. He does. Mm -hmm. She steps back and slaps, slaps him, him. Mm -hmm. and then she kisses him back and pushes him on the bed. And uh, he thinks Pop something's going to happen. And uh, rips his shirt open a little bit further and pops a button off. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, he... it looks it looks like things might escalate. And she uh, she basically backs off and tells him that he's. Uh, she says that he, your he, eyes. He still are... has the eyes of the eyes of a child. You're scared, right? Yeah, you're you're frightened. You're, you're scared. You still have the eyes of a child. And then he gets up and he leaves. And uh, she shuts the door, and then she slides back against the door until she's sitting on the ground. And she just says, what am I doing, you know? And he goes off, and uh, the next day, uh, everyone's next waiting. Morning. The next morning, everyone's at breakfast except for him. Uh, so, now, this is all happening in episode three. Just the end of yeah. episode two was she had a fight with her boyfriend, and we didn't know what that what the situation oh, yeah, that's was with right. her boyfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. She had a fight with her boyfriend outside of the house, and then comes back in and locks the door. And then there's a ring at the doorbell. And then the doorbell rings, and everyone's convinced that it's the boyfriend. And it 
trying to get back in and trying to reiterate this conversation. And Hina mm-hmm. doesn't want anything to do with the conversation at the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Rui shows up. R- Rui shows up, and everybody's wondering what's going to go on. And Rui goes to unlock the door. And I'm pretty sure that's where the episode actually ends. No, it doesn't end there because the parents come in. Yeah, the parent, uh, yeah, that's who comes in is the parents. I just didn't remember yeah. whether or not that was like the beginning of episode three or no. Just that was, that so. recap wasn't part of the begin, opening of episode yeah, three. Yeah, that, that's where episode two ends because that's the recap opening of episode three. That's right. Um, but she, yeah, and so Rui opens the door and uh, because and they it's, keep it's ringing the bells, yeah. it's their parents. Uh, they had been locked out and uh, everyone goes to bed. Um the parents, uh, the, the parents were out celebrating because they went and they officially signed their marriage record that yep. day, their marriage license, which means they were officially married. Yep. Um, and then they went to go have a meal, just the two of them. They came back drunk and um, had some dessert to share with everybody. And then we um, get to see some interaction between uh, Rui and Hina as the two mm-hmm. of them get to make the dinner for Natsuo. And Natsuo is deeply, deeply impressed with this amazing feast that has been served in front of him and every food that he really loves was, was made by, Rui. by the girl was, was made by the girl he slept with not with the girl he likes mm-hmm. as he's trying to pay compliments to the girl he likes all the Rui easy things like making a simple salad slicing up some tomatoes and putting some garnish on some tofu that was done by the teacher that was done by hina everything else yep. that required cooking and of any sort was done by rui and it's real rui, good yeah Rui yeah. doesn't trust Hina with seasonings, is the lie. Why. Yeah. <laughs> I so. wonder why. Uh, anyway, um, so so that so things really start falling apart for him, and he uh, he runs away. Uh, people are uh, like he; they are wondering where he, he yeah, is. He, he does. He can't handle the situation that had just happened. So we're telling events out of order, but. What happened? The, the 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 most traumatic event was the the altercation in Hina's bedroom, and he couldn't handle that. On top of the fact that she's with somebody like this in this mm-hmm. situation, mm-hmm. and so he just he needed some time to process, and so he left a note and said, "I'll be spending some time at a friend's house." And the parents immediately think it, that he was against the marriage. The, the, the there's there's a two part phrase that I was recently taught, and that is, the human mind always assumes that ambiguous ambiguous communication is negative. Mm-hmm. That's part one of the, the thing. Part two is all communication is ambiguous. <laughs> so okay. he leaves behind a note. Everybody assumes the worst about themselves in that note. Mm-hmm. It's like. Rui assumed something maybe happened with her. Hina assumed it was her. Both the parents assumed it was them and their marriage that caused him to, to drive away. Mm-hmm. Everybody assumed it was their fault because he left a vague note saying, I'm just going to be gone for a little mm-hmm. while. And uh, he ended up at his friend's place. His friend comes back from work and uh, sees him there on the floor. Uh, he's like, oh, hey, you didn't move. The entire time I was gone. That's that's kind of impressive. Um, <laughs> did you skip school then? Yeah, I'm going to take a couple days off from school. Oh, okay. And uh, I can't remember if it's at this part, but there's definitely a part where his friend gets frustrated with him and starts 
Oh, that's yeah, right. It, it is. It's yes. right here. It's right here. Uh -huh. Yes. His friend starts getting frustrated with the things that he's saying or doing. Cut to the outside of his room. And there's some banging going on as his mom is walking by. And his mom opens the door and says, what's going on here? And what does she see? And she sees her son, who's overweight, okay? And, yeah, he, in, he, and in anime, usually the overweight person is the fat, dumpy, weak person. But he's he's got <laughs> Natsuo in this wrestling lock and is just, like, pulling him backwards. And he's like, oh... Well, he was super stiff from having slept on the floor all night, so I'm just helping him stretch. <laughs> <laughs> and the mom's and like, I was like, oh, okay, okay. closes the door and leaves. Uh -huh. He just buys it. Uh, and anyway, he's like, you're wasting your, like, what do you want to do with your life? I want to be a novelist. Then what did you do all day long? Stop wasting your life. And he's like, oh, okay. And so if you're going to be taking time off from school, do something. And so he wrote. And so the, the next day he wrote and he gets up and he stretches. He looks out the window and he sees Rui. Yes. And it's raining. She's got an umbrella up and she's looking around. He's like, what is she doing down there? He's and like, she's looking under a car. She's looking in a garbage heap in a dumpster. And he's watching her and she notices him and he opens up the window and she goes, oh, there you are. I've been looking uh, for you. I've been looking for you. Wait, what? And so, and so he comes down and they start talking. Under a, like, or under a, so you were, a dumpster. You, you were looking for me under a car in a dumpster? Oh, I thought you might have been killed in a hit and run. I thought you might have been killed in a hit and run. What? And uh, she's like, well, here's the thing. Like, I've known, I know my sister is having an affair. I've known it for a while. My sister used to be very cheerful, outgoing, and helpful. She was a great member of the family and we all loved her dearly. Um, and she. Uh, and she, um, you know, and ever since she started dating this guy she's having an affair with, she's completely changed. And I hate it. I want to have my good, I want to have my happy older sister back. So until she breaks up with him, I'm running away. Can I live here with you? <laughs> it's not my house. I can't say anything about that. And then the mom walks up because she was out shopping and she says, oh, hey, are you also his friend? Why don't you come in? Yes, this is, my... sorry, this is your girlfriend? Uh, no, she is my, and, and he says little sister, That's and right. she says, says big sister at the same time. He says, yeah. wait, when's your birthday? And hers is sometime in September, and his sometime oh, in June, September same year. 5th, it's like, June yes, I have a little sister. <laughs> and the pout on her face is an internet-wide meme now. Because yeah. I've seen that everywhere. Just, her pout the, is the blush and the, the, the puffed cheeks, the squirrel pout. It's like, darn it, I'm the youngest. <laughs> Born in the she same did not year, like the... <laughs> she did not like that at all. No. Um, and that was adorable. But anyways, they talk and they're just like, okay, look, we want to have her break up with that guy. Um, how about we come up with a plan to get her to break up with this guy? Um, um, now, now that one scene that happened that I didn't write down that was absolutely fantastic, though, mm -hmm. is before they come up with that plan the best friend comes back. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh, and uh -huh. sees the two of them in his room. And he's like, you're freeloading and you're multiplying? You're bringing more freeloaders into my house? And then as he's yelling at them, the little, it, the fat friend's little sister comes home and comes into the room and, says, and sees a girl in her brother's room and says, brother, is this your girlfriend? And without missing a beat, he goes, yes. 
He says, yes. And he's very, very serious about it. And Natsu's just like, don't lie so casually. <laughs> don't stop saying just an absurd lie with such a straight face. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like this family, they all are, they're a family. I mean, they all have the exact same design glasses. They all have, they're all rotund. They all have the same shade of hair. Um, it's cute. Now, one of the things that uh, happened, yeah, it's, it's very interesting, and they've been playing this up, actually, is that in the first episode, every time Rui was cute while trying to, you know, associate, uh, um, have a, a discussion or talk to uh, Natsuo, every once in a while, Hina would flash over her and he'd see a family resemblance. He'd, he'd see her in... He, he didn't know that they were family, but he just saw the girl he liked in the girl he was with. That's kind of the reason he slept with Rui in the, in the first episode as well. Mm -hmm. it, it played into his reasoning for mm -hmm. agreeing to it. Um, and she just... And then, and and then we said, find out... That, yeah, uh -huh. then, so we see the family resemblance and then it plays it up. So And there there's a distinct family resemblance in the best friend's family. Like the mom, the daughter, the son all mm -hmm. look like... You know, mm -hmm. not a lot of effort went into diverging their character design. Now, before before but, we move on, we should probably yeah. talk about the relationship between uh, the the mom and the dad. Um, they uh, like he asked her, uh, not so in the first episode, asked her to try to change the subject uh, from something he was embarrassed about. He talked to he he said what do what do you like about my dad? And she says everything, but I, if I have to pick, it have to be his sincerity. After my husband left, my first husband left me. Um, I became very very bitter. And, the first husband uh, was cheating on her before. The first he husband left was her. cheating on her, mm -hmm. and she became very bitter, and um, she ended up hating men. And it's kind of sad that her daughter's doing the exact same thing. To someone yeah, else. it's it's, it's uh -huh. a huge dumpster fire with all of yeah. this happening all at the same time. And um, seeing their mom break out of her shell because she was just so full of anger and hatred towards all this men, which for such a long time, and then seeing how this dad about how not so his dad had melted that ice and had won her over. Um, they with were some of the so excited. Yeah, with some of the goofiest lines. Um, and he uh, and she, uh, you know, they were so happy to see their mom so happy again. And they were they're such a loving couple. Mm -hmm. um, after making their pl their plan of attack, um, they uh, they yet. come home that night. Uh -huh. We don't know what the plan is. It was it was they make they say, let's go ahead and make out a plan of attack. Um, they make their plan of attack and they. Um, uh, they they go home and after they go home, um, there's divorce. It's all dark. I think everybody's asleep. And they go into the kitchen and they see that their parents are there with divorce papers, and they were the ready to end their relationship there. for the sake of their kids because they thought that their kids were running away because they didn't want. They thought that it was due to the marriage. Yes. Um, which just loved, shows the absolute love that these parents have for their children, and I really yeah. really admire that they put that in there. Um, but anyways, they come, um, they both rush the kids and they, uh, and they, uh, they rush the kids, they hug them, uh, in tears and stuff like that. And we hear someone running from upstairs, uh, coming downstairs 
and it's Hina, and Hina is there, and she uh, she cries out of relief at seeing Natsuo, and she just and she just collapses. Um, and then it's the next morning. Next morning, Natsuo gets up and he comes downstairs and he sees Hina there, and Hina with a smile on her face says good morning, and he doesn't react to her. He he, he cold shoulders he, her. He cold shoulders her. He walks by and he just says morning as he walks by. And he keeps going. And then he sees uh, Rui and he says, tonight we're starting our plan. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh. Um, and that's Rui how also end. So it's nice cliffhanger. Well, and it's just we should encouragement to keep watching it. Yeah, we should probably. Every episode's had a pretty good cliffhanger to make you want to see what's happening next. That's what soap operas do, though. <laughs> anyway. Um <laughs> Anyway, yeah. uh, we should probably bring up that Hina said that she, like, Hina, not Hina, sorry, Rui, when she talked to Natsu about knowing the affair here in episode three, uh, she said she actually confronted her sister about it and said that she wanted her sister to, to be happy again. And she said, are you dating them? Are you dating a married man? You should stop. It's bad. Stop doing that. Um, and Hina says, Rui, do you know what it's like to be in the arms of the person who loves you? I thought not, and just ended it like that. Yeah. So, and it's it's hard. Yeah. It's hard being. It's hard breaking up in a relationship, even if you know it's toxic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she knows it's toxic. I think she, I. Th- yeah. But anyway. Anyway. <sighs> she's she's deeply inner. Conf- well, here's the interesting thing about these sisters, Hina is a bundle of uh, contradictions hidden by a very well-placed facade of joyfulness. Mm-hmm. And you, you'd never know she had so many problems if you had just if you had seen just her in the first episode. Mm-hmm. She just seems absolutely fine. And Rui seems incredibly cold and calculating. And knowing exactly what she wants. But once you get to know her, you realize she just doesn't have the same social skills that her older sister does. And so she 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 can't get the things that she wants because she doesn't know how. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so these yeah. are two these are two people who once you get to know them, their character flaws are deeper than what the surface seems to show. And it's a really good writing in that way. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. No, I agree. I agree. And overall, I enjoyed the show. Um, <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, it's a dumpster fire that you can't stop watching. Um, <laughs> I want to see where it goes, though I'm pretty sure it It feels like it's not going towards a happy ending. That said, the show has also shown, the opening credits has shown two more women. And I can't help but wonder if those two other women are the two women from the cafe that we haven't met yet. Could be. Could be. It could be them. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of want to keep watching just to see if that's true. Right. <laughs> to see if my hunch is right. Anyway, that's it for um, for Domestic Girlfriend. Right. Uh, what are we going to watch next week? Okay. Well, it's time. They have enough episodes out now. We are watching the first three episodes of the 2019 reboot of Fruits Basket. I'm excited. I'm excited. Now, I tried watching the original, and I couldn't get through halfway of the through the first episode. 
that bad? It was the pacing was really, really off. And yeah. I, it's possible I just didn't give it the time that it really deserved. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't like the pacing of the first half of the first episode. Like, where did it, you? Tr- where did you try watching it? Oh, I had I was borrowing um, uh, burned CDs from Mark oh, at the time, and okay. so yeah. <laughs> and it, sometimes it's was... easier. Sometimes it's easier to sit oh, yeah. down in front oh, yeah. of the TV and have some fun that way. But you know, when when all you have is a computer desk, sometimes it's not the easiest to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, it's kind of, okay. Uh, what was the name of that show? Do you remember the show where the girl was psychic, but could, didn't know she was psychic and she just heard voices and it sounded like people and she, okay. So it's this oh, comedy. Oh yeah. It's, but the first half of the first that. episode is the most depressing opener of a comedy ever written. It's such a delightful show, but the first part is just so sad. Her mom abandons her because she keeps reading people's minds. Her parents, you know, her parents throw her away type thing. They just leave her um, because she can't tell that she's a psychic. She doesn't know that she's able to read people's thoughts. But like she she, says out loud what other people are thinking. Yeah, she uncovers, you know, both her parents have started having affairs because they no longer find comfort at home. Um, and she uncovers that, and that leads to a divorce, and neither parent wants her. Um, and it's just, and she keeps driving people away, and so she's just like, it's not worth it. Until uh-huh. she meets this guy, and the only thought of his mi- on his mind is boobs. Boobs, boobs, yeah. boobs, 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 boobs. Because she's a really attractive girl, but she's super depressed. And she just like, Wait, and, what? And, and, and that pulls her out of her funk because of how perverted he is, and she can't take it. Literally, the first half of the show has a very dark color palette, and then he meets her, and suddenly, the literally, there's a shattering sound, and the color palette changes mm-hmm. to a bright and colorful world. Like, th- things are changing for her. Yeah. This is yeah. a good thing. Now, that's just it. It's, I couldn't get to the, to the first half of the original um, uh, Fruits know. Basket because... Uh-huh. The Fruits Baskets. Um, because... The character introduction took too long for just her. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, at the time, it was all about how she was going to school and living in a tent off the side of the road. Yeah. They, you don't need more than two minutes to tell you that. They didn't need the first half of the first episode to tell you that. But it was also and such so- a beautiful and wonderful contradiction when I, suddenly everything changed. You right, know. but I I just didn't give it past the first half of the first episode over the original, and I'm going to repent of that and try Fruits Basket. I would Easter. like for us to watch the first three episodes of both if we can find the original somewhere online and okay. just compare and contrast the two. I think that'd be fun for us to try. But if we can't, then we'll just go ahead and watch the first three episodes of the new season okay. of the reboot. All right. So that's it for three episodes in. Now let's go ahead and move on to recommendation of the week. And I have discovered a delightful webcomic called The Property of Hate, which really? has been compared to the likes of The Phantom Toll Booth, where really? a little girl is in bed at the very beginning. I read, only read the first chapter, um, but this little girl is in bed and uh, she gets asked by this otherworldly man who has a tube television for a head 
and his head and the, his face is in those color codes. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the color code test that you would see on TV when yeah, they're color bars. On, color bars. Yeah. Back when, you know, they weren't airing anything. That's what you would see. Um, and he's dressed in this fairly nice looking pinstripe suit. Um, no flesh, like, like he's got gloves on, but there's nothing between the suit and the glove. Mm-hmm. Um, and he asks her if she wants to be a hero. And she says yes. And he brings her into this world, uh, into this other world. And it's just this fantastical world with crazy creatures. And this world is slowly being taken over by negative emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, they keep walking for a time. Um, and uh, anyways, you just have to read it. You just have to read it. It's incredible. I've, I posted the link. Uh, we'll go ahead and have that link on our website. Um, but yeah, I, the, I, I came across this, I think on Imgur, um, and someone posted a link to the website as well. So I checked it out and oh my gosh, just the first chapter has me hooked. I can't wait to dig deeper into it and see where this is going. Okay. Yeah. And I liked how you perked up as soon as I said, it's like the Phantom Tollbooth. <laughs> or it's been, com- it's been compared to the Phantom Tollbooth. I love that movie. All right. I haven't read and- the book, but I love the movie. Okay. Next up. Is okay. creator shout out, and this is your turn. Yes, I want to give a creator shout out to somebody I stumbled across on YouTube uh, with a channel called Animation. Uh, he is a uh, an animation artist called Andy Bailey, by the name, uh-huh. um, who uh, has a channel that he. Um, what I saw. Related, I wonder if he's related to Laura Bailey. Anyway, sorry. What I saw was he makes these flip books. And he shows uh-huh. the process of drawing out the flip books and and narrating what oh, he's yeah. doing mm-hmm. and then putting them together and then showing off his final result. And he uh, the video I saw was um, the world's biggest single flip book. And what he had done is in a previous flip book, he just had this girl um, do a little anime ha wave and blow away, uh, use a rainbow to blow away this storm cloud. And make the world the nice she again. She gave the clouds away. Yeah. Well, somebody told him that she kamehameha the clouds away. It's like, wait, what? And so he looked it up. He looked up Dragon Ball Z and he looked up the kamehameha. And he did this whole video. It's like, okay, now I have to do this. And so he now he remade it. And it's, it took him three months. And the the book was this tall when it was all said and done. I'm not see, We're not seeing the bottom half of your hand. There you go. Better. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, I don't know if it was a thousand pages or what. I don't know how it big crazy. it was. But it was crazy. crazy is what it was. And so it actually has her doing the full lip syncing, uh, shouting Kamehameha to, uh, <laughs> and then blasting this storm cloud. And he he draws it all in the in, in the anime style. It's more the previous one. He said that it took him longer. It took him longer to do this one because he was not used to drawing in the anime style. So he kind of had right. to learn how to do but that. He, but he looked up a lot of reference material and he figured out that you know sometimes all anime does is it just camera shakes. And so he just drew one pose and then used a light box to uh, to trace and just offset slightly. Uh-huh. So it created the camera shake effect of the flip book. Oh, he also noticed that sometimes, you know, the person will be standing completely still and it'll be the colors moving around them. Yeah. Like there's that shot so, with, uh, so anyways, there's, there's lots of shots where it's like Goku's like this against the camera uh, type thing. You see his, or like, 
and you see his yeah. face, and it's yep. just, you know, he's not moving, but, like, all the lights around him are moving. So, yeah. And so it's uh, so I saw that, and it was absolutely great. Okay. Uh, and I want to give him a shout-out, um, even though he already has uh, 1.2 million followers on uh, YouTube. And yeah, yeah. Doesn't really need our shout-out, but it's still it's great content that he makes. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, that's it for another week. Thanks so much for tuning in to this uh, first episode of Season 3 of Whitaker Weekly. Uh, thanks so much for listening in. If you listened on YouTube, please feel free to like this episode and subscribe to our channel. If you like what we do and want to support us, please spread the word of our podcast. That's the best way that uh, you can go ahead and help us at this point. Uh, where can they find us on social media? Uh, our site, WhitakerWeekly.com, currently has the links to our Facebook page, Twitter account, and YouTube channel. We encourage all our listeners to follow us on the social media platform of their preference. And if there's one we're not on yet, please reach out to us on one of the ones we've mentioned, and we'll broaden our scope to include you. All right. The artwork for our podcast was created by Ben Coombs. And the music we use for our opening closer is Dreykolk by Brasmatas. All right. Thanks so much. I've been Andrew. I've been Lee. And this has been Whitaker Weekly. You guys have a great week. <laughs>